0: We are back with—I don't know what we're gonna call it, but it's gonna be a special edition, special episode. But for right now, we're gonna call it a bonus episode of Bachelor with Bros. Um, I'm already got the working title in my head. It's gonna be BBB. Um, fuck, Big Baller Brand. Bonus Bachelor. Oh fuck. Bachelor with Bros. Bonus episode. It's taking that all over right now. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna get way off track here. Um, but for the bonus episode. We got some special guests, and a very <laughs> special guest, a first timer with the special guest, with me all the way from. I'm not I don't know if I'm, gonna, if I'm allowed to disclose their location. I won't do that for the sake of their um, anonymity. That's not the word I want to use, but anyway, <laughs> uh, we got Kevin Blythe, and then we also have Gina Blythe. How are we doing tonight,
1: <laughs> Just to clarify, we are not married. We're siblings. <laughs>
0: Yes, I should, have, I should have clarified that. Yes, this is not a married couple. This is not a married pod. This is not a relationship podcast. Um, this is a siblings podcast. Um, and yes, we've got Gina, first time on the pod. How are we feeling tonight?
1: I'm feeling great. I'm excited. Happy to be here.
0: Hell yeah.
2: What about you, Kevin? How are we doing? Brian, always a pleasure to be back on the pod with you. Uh, but more than anything this time, very happy to be here with my little sister, Gina Blythe, how we live in.
0: I, I fucking love it. When you can get family ties into it. I mean, what else can you ask for at this point? I mean, you, you got to love to see it. I mean, Kevin, you've obviously been on a few times, um, but you haven't been on in a while. What's been going on? What have we missed in the last, I don't know, month that you've been on the pod?
2: Brian, um, I'm excited you bring it up. I'm, I'm actually really excited to admit, to admit this to the, to the listeners out there you know i've been grinding i've been playing the long game and i can officially say that make your own pizza night girl is my my girlfriend
0: oh she is my official girlfriend you love to hear it this is when if i had one of those audience effects uh like the, the laughter or the clapping or one of those things i would be doing that but you're gonna get manual clapping for me hey kevin that's fucking amazing. I, I love to hear it. Here. I, I love to hear you can't. That was, I mean, pizza night. I'm gonna I, I call us spade of spade. That was, that was, that was a little short time ago. That wasn't. I mean, we're still talking the same season. You're on. You're on bachelor uh, time frames right now. You gotta. You're, you're. You know. You're moving along, huh?
2: That's right. I mean, to be honest with you, I think what might have helped me a little bit was watching. You know, Matt James. Um, you know, flirt and, and taking, taking his advice and trying to replicate a little bit of what I see.
0: Right. If Matt James can get engaged in eight weeks, Kevin can have a girlfriend in four weeks. That's just just by the law of math. It makes sense.
2: That's just factual.
0: Right. I, I fucking love to hear it, man. I'm, I'm happy for you, Kevin. Um, Gina, what's, what's, what's been going on with you? Uh, any, any updates you want to tell the listeners out there? Um.
1: Honestly, not much to share. I'm currently in class right now, so just letting you guys know, I might have to take a little attendance break, <laughs> but <laughs> everything's good. I'm a little under the weather, not COVID, but still a little sick.
0: Hey, she, she's, a that, dual threat. she's a dual threat. If you didn't catch that, she's in class and doing a pod at the same time. I mean, you can't, you can't ask for much more. I, I respect um, the grind, Gina, and I respect you being on with us um, when you could just be easily doing class right now. But hey, right, thank you for being here. That's just cold, hard commitment. Yeah, you, you got to love it. You got to love it. Well, now that we've gotten those out the way, let's, let's dive into this episode. I mean, th- there's a lot. I, wait, let me, let me take a step back. I haven't even given the listeners what this bonus episode's about. I just got two guns a hoe and I got too excited. But basically, listeners, what we're going to do with this episode is we're going to still cover the last episode of um, Bachelor, which was the Fantasy Suites, obviously. Um, But the timing on this episode is probably going to be released probably on the weekend sometime. So Saturday or Sunday or something when you listen to this. Um, But still going to be relevant to us. Um, So we're just going to get a couple of different perspectives. We'll be getting more of Kevin and Gina's perspectives because you'll hear my perspective um, from the first episode released. But that's, that's the gist of what's going on here. So let me get back into it. With this first episode, The Bachelor comes in hot. And hot, not in a good way. Hot in a very awkward, I'm sweating my ass off. I wish I could be doing anything else. We get a long lost, rekindling relationship, something between Matt and his father. What, what are our thoughts around that?
1: Honestly, that was so depressing. It was really sad to see. And can I just say that it was kind of offensive. I don't know if you caught on that when Matt said, oh, it's been a minute. Like, have you been whatever? Matt's dad said, "Yeah, it's been a great minute. Oh. Like, that's so rude.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I don't think he intentionally meant it that way, but that is factual. He did respond with <laughs> it's been a great minute.
0: Yeah, that, that that was something. the The whole thing for me was just like, if this is the first time they're talking, you know, for some time, how do you do that on national TV? I mean, there's there's got to be better places. I don't know, just anywhere that didn't involve cameras. You know, I feel like there's a thousand other options and a thousand other, a thousand other ways logistically this could have happened, but they just put their fucking whole business in front of millions of people I just can't wrap my head around that
2: yeah yeah I agree I mean I I really don't think that this conversation should have been had on national television and I'm gonna go ahead and say that I don't think Matt James gives a crap about his relationship with his father if he's willing to do that or he must have been paid a lot of money to do so you know that's Mm -hmm. that 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 seems to be just such an intimate and emotional and powerful conversation to have had, had had And like you said, Brian, I mean, for, their, for them to be talking about it for the first time ever after many years on national television, it doesn't sit well with me.
0: No, I, I, I'm in that same boat of thinking there had to be some additional money exchange. Like if you're the dad, I mean, I was on Twitter and I saw a whole bunch of different theories, but if you're the dad in any scenario, if you have a, if you have a full working brain, can you not go on that show and think, oh, this is just going to be a casual catch up with my son, I, my estranged son. I haven't talked to him in over a decade. You can't, you can't realistically think that he's not going to address anything. You're just going to be like, oh, buddy, buddy's getting married. Like, let's talk about that. Like that. You, you have to if you're the dad. You have to be like, you don't, you going not give me a bag to do this. <laughs> you gonna have to give me a bag to get exposed like this. <laughs> Absolutely, Brian. I couldn't agree more.
1: And Matt's data also just made himself look horrible. He was just justifying cheating. And he was just saying, like, you know what? Doesn't make nobody's perfect. Like, I left you forever, but nobody's perfect. You're not perfect either. <laughs> like, you cannot compare.
0: <laughs> it was, yeah, it was definitely one of those things where they were just, he he just didn't seem ready for that conversation. And like you're saying, all his arguments and his answers were just like, this, this can't be it. This, this can't be the way you go about it no no it's- it was
1: just also extremely insincere there was a th- like 360 degree turn in that conversation like he was starting off by saying oh like no like I'm, I'm not the bad guy here and then he's like oh I'm so sorry one second later that was just so insincere and obviously had to do a lot like with the production or whatever mm-hmm. but
2: it got it got heated there was a lot of drama. I think it was extremely forced to have that conversation on television. I I really can't grasp, um, put my mind around it. Honestly, I think that Matt uh, clearly didn't give a, you know, care about it enough. Or like I said, there's a lot of money involved. Uh, It was aggressive. It was heated. His dad's apology was not sincere. And it was just wild to to have that in there. Definitely, definitely spiced up the episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just hypothetically or prediction-wise, where do you think the relationship goes from here? Do you think you think there's continued conversation? Because Matt ended it with saying, this is not a one-time conversation, you know what I mean? It's You don't have one conversation if you write and you write the shit, that type of situation, which I agree with 100%. But do you think conversations continue to be had and they actually work towards a relationship? Or do you think, like you're saying, it's for show, it's for TV, that was kind of the once and done of it? What do you guys think about that?
1: I personally think that it's just a, it was just a one-time thing. I, if this was your first time having this conversation, it means that you don't really want to have this conversation. I don't know who didn't want to, like either the dad or him. But I don't know, that's just my point of view.
2: I agree. If it's the first time that the conversation is being had on national television on the end of the season, there is going to be no more conversations after this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah what do you
2: think what do you think brian
0: yeah I, i'm kind of in the same boat um just with what we've seen in terms of the way they set it up you know obviously the tv piece the the way they're making it sound like this is the first time they've talked in a decade or whatever the case might be it just it just it's, it's not setting itself up to be a lasting relationship just like their actual engagements so i would say it probably has the same possibility the same chance Um, of forming or continuing a relationship the way, um, you know, whoever he picks, Rachel, let's be honest, um, the percentage chance of that relationship lasting. I think it's going to be the same probability of success. So probably pretty low, pretty low in my opinion, for sure.
2: Yeah, I I feel kind of bad for making fun of him crying now
0: because – Well, at that point, you didn't know, you know what I mean? You thought it was going to be over a girl or something like that. You you definitely didn't think it was going to be because of his dad. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I I don't think anyone's, I I don't think you can get mad at anyone for doing that. Because a lot of people were in your boat in terms of just laughing at him and being like, what, what is this dude really crying about? But yeah, when it it unveils, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to walk that back. Uh, Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, But okay, enough about Matt and his dad. Let's move on to the real action, right? And we start off hot and heavy. Huh. We got Michelle on her one on one. And my God, I, tch, listen, it, it, depending on who you're talking to, but talking to me, I thought that shit was smoking. I don't care about the butter, the oatmeal. I mean, the oatmeal mashing with the feet was kind of, and that was kind of something. But once they got in the tub with the butter, mm. yo, there was milk,
2: my guy. It
1: was milk. Wait, what? Was what?
2: The toe. So it they- was a milk bath. Yeah, so you're not wrong in the sense that butter was involved. They were lathering each other with butter.
1: And oatmeal, which is absolutely disgusting, in my opinion, because oatmeal, I'm guessing, will get everywhere. But Mm. I don't know.
2: And so they ended it with a bath in a milk
0: bathtub.
1: Disgusting. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Still hot. Still hot. I'm going to call it how it is. Still hot. I'm dying
2: on this hill. <laughs> the date seems fun. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it seemed like they had a really good time. Um, I actually, I'm not going to lie. I thought that they had the most valuable conversation of the whole ones in the entire, in the entire episode. I'm going to remind the listeners just a little bit. But they conversed about, and Michelle brought this up, about staying in love. And she talked about how, you know, typically in relationships, there's that honeymoon phase and there's that, you know, excitement and happiness when everything is going, when everything is new and when everything is going right in life. But Michelle brought up about making the effort and having the intentionality of not losing that spark when life does get in the way, when the relationship is no longer new, when hardships come around the corner. And I think that that's an extremely powerful and important conversation to to have with a future or with, with your partner. And um, I appreciate it. That, that really shows that Michelle is in it for the long run and she cares. And she knows that, you know, uh, things might get hard, but that she's willing to, to stick in it. And, um, and she's kind of gauging if Matt feels the same way. And I, in, in itself, I think that was the most valuable conversation of the entire episode.
1: I agree. I think that it was definitely, well, in my opinion, it was the deepest conversation because all the other conversations were kind of just like repetitive, like, I love you. You know what I mean? But I think it, I like Michelle for him in the sense that they can relate to each other in like their pasts, but also she has a really good like example set for her in like terms of her family and like that they're pretty united now. And that's what Matt is striving for. And that's what he wants and like craves. So I think that that's, I just like that. I like them together.
0: You, you can't deny looking at it on paper that Matt and Michelle just work the best. Like Matt and Michelle have so many similarities and connect on so many different levels that you look at it and you're just like, this is almost too obvious, right? Which I think, which is part of it. And you're like, you, he has to pick her, right? Like it's, it's Michelle, Every, everything she does, everything she says, her character, as you pointed out, Kevin, um, she has those intellectual, those, those meaningful conversations that, and he even said it too, he was like, wow, I have not even thought about that or something along those lines where he was like, I didn't even think about that. He's even sti- like, she's even stimulating him in that way. And it's like, is he getting that from Rachel? I don't know, man. And so it's like you see that, and you're like, yeah, this this is this has gotta be it, which is why this is gonna even be a bigger letdown. Every every minute more I see with Michelle, and then conversely with Rachel, I get more and more upset knowing how this is gonna turn out. Like it just doesn't make sense. And who knows? I still might be wrong. He still might somehow actually pick Michelle. Who knows? But from what I can actually think about, like, it's just, yeah, the, the chemistry and everything um, from working with kids and, you know, their love for kids, just everything about them just seems to match. It's crazy.
2: I completely agree with you, Brian. Um, it's too easy. On paper, it's too easy. Michelle deserves that W and she just completely matches with with uh matt and you know he he will help him grow and and you know they're the they're the they're a match made in heaven in my opinion mm-hmm. and it's coming down to the classic light side of the force versus the dark side of the force you got michelle being you know the light side of course and rachel being that dark side and it's i couldn't agree more with you it's pretty heartbreaking to watch Matt James interact first with Michelle, then with Rachel, and just see how it's gonna unfold.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and luckily, in the moment, and maybe not even in the moment, it, it's probably worse now for Michelle. Um, in the moment, you don't know, or Michelle doesn't know the relationship he has with the other girls, Rachel specifically, right? To where she she could be thinking, oh you know, he may have this great connection with her as well. Like yada, yada, yada. If he does end up picking Rachel, she's probably like, obviously I'm heartbroken, but his relationship, his chemistry, everything must be so off the charts. You know what I mean? That he had to pick her. But now if you're Michelle and you're watching it in present time, right? And you see at least what we see on TV, you're like, what the fuck? Like how the fuck is he about to pick her over me. You know what I mean? It just, it's, it's, it's fucking wild to think about. It really is.
2: Absolutely. And it's pretty crazy because, you know, they're so different and even just in the way that they are reacting to the present situation, Michelle, you know, she mentions being a little insecure and a little scared, but she is so calm, cool and collected about this whole thing. And she is confident. On the other hand, we have Rachel who is just turning into an actual wreck and just becoming very emotional, reasonably so, in my opinion. But you get to see that, you know, that contrast between them. And it's pretty, pretty remarkable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, and part of it, too, which I still I still don't get. And I know it's fairly new. And know you you both are kind of new to the show as well. But in years past, I think the first season was probably two seasons ago. Um, once they got to Fantasy Suites. Um, they were all in their separate spaces. Like the girls, the girls didn't see each other anymore. Like the girls and the guys didn't see each other anymore. So, so Michelle obviously having the first fantasy suite and coming back with you know that that next morning glow. <laughs> you feel me? Coming back with that and just being in front of the girls. That's that's like new. And so that that definitely makes it tough as well as like the guy I'm in love with just got done being with this other chick. And now this other chick is right here in front of me. Like, that's fucked. That just, like, on a, on a simple term, that is, that's fucked.
1: I just think it's so fake. Like, clearly, he doesn't like any of them. You know what I mean? Like, you can't love a person and be fucking around with a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Like, without any feelings attached or involved. You can't be faking all of these emotions, you know what I mean?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me play devil's advocate for a quarter of a second here. Not saying, uh, hey, hey just playing devil's advocate here. I think it's very possible to have feelings for multiple girls and want to be with multiple girls and still uh, therefore um, be intimate with multiple girls. Um, I, I think, I think just because, you know, he had a relations with more than one, um, doesn't mean, you know, it discounts the other or it's not genuine, I guess. And, and also at the end of the day, speaking as a man here, Hey, <laughs> you get in those situations where it's a fancy suite and a girl who's just like trying to jump your bones, Hey, Hey, There's only so much you can do. I'm trying trying to pick my words wisely here. Um, (laughs) Shit happens. (laughs) You feel me? (laughs) I'm I'm going to leave it at that to where shit happens. And I just can't, I I guess I'm not surprised by it. And I don't think, out of all the fake shit Bachelor does and all the shit they produce, the aspect of Matt sleeping with multiple girls is not the fakest thing that could be going on. That's all I'm going to say.
1: No, I don't think that I agree with you, but I don't think that what's fake is that he's sleeping with multiple girls. I think what's fake is that he's saying, Oh, like I love you, like I'm falling in love with you. I, well, I don't even know if he
0: does say that. I I was gonna say, listen, from from what we've seen, he's only said it to Rachel. So (sighs) I hate that.
1: I don't like Rachel. I'm sorry. No, I think no one one does. She's so manipulative and she quit. I just think. This is a big competition for all of the girls. Michelle would be the only one that I would say, okay, maybe she actually like likes him. You know what I mean? But I think it's impossible that... How many pe- girls did they start off with? Like 30-something? 20? Mm-hmm. 35? Like, yeah, for sure. 35 girls met the same guy and all of them like him. That's just not true. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, going on to... No, the bigger picture. No, but... that's completely fine,
0: as you should. No, I I, I agree with you. I, I don't think, I don't know what the percentage is. I would probably say 25 to 30% of the girls that come into the show are genuinely being like looking for love and looking for a relationship, but then obviously know that their Instagram followers are going to go up after the end of this. And then I think the rest of them kind of have it flipped to where they're like, I'm here to have a good time. I'm here to get famous. And then if I just so happen to fall in love with Matt or to get mad at the end of this, then so be it. It's not like they're walking up to some ugly dude who has, you know what I mean? It's not just some ugly old bald dude who just got a lot of money. They're just like, God damn, I gotta, I gotta fucking figure this out. I mean, the bachelors and the bachelorettes are attractive people. So it's not like it's it's a struggle for them to be like, you know, attracted to that person. So, but yes, I agree. I agree. The Priorities for most of these girls are definitely centered around the clout and the publicity, for sure.
2: Yeah, and that's interesting what you mentioned a little bit earlier about how during the fantasy suite dates, the girls are usually separate because you could definitely feel that tension yeah, and so that intensity in that one room where, like, the three of them were. Rachel, for first of all, was just absolutely mad-dogging everybody and just... <laughs> Just being a savage, in my opinion, like <laughs> word silence has never been so loud. Breathing has never attacked someone so harshly.
0: Cut that you with know a mean?
2: fucking knife. It was, it was All, it was wild. Yeah. Also, it was crazy because they would come back and, like, for example, when Bree comes back from that fantasy suite, she literally, she quote unquote, says, "Hey, just so you guys know, that alone time that you get with them." It is so worth it. Like, yeah. yeah, she's pretty much telling them that you know what happened, you know what happened, and that she had a great time. And you know that would, if I was in that room, I would say I'm walking out right I now. I would cry. Like that would be heartbreaking if the woman that I'm falling in love with, I come to see that there's two other dudes that she's, you know, you know what I'm saying. And also something that I really did want to bring up. So it's it's pretty evident. That Matt James slept with all three of the girls, correct? In Fantasy Suite, I, I think so. I think there's so.
1: no doubt in my mind.
2: There's there's very little doubt in my mind. Like I am sure that 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 is exactly what happened. So here comes a hypothetical situation that was seeded into my mind after her date with uh, after his date with Brie. What do you think would happen? If Matt James had an unplanned pregnancy oh with with let's just say let's Bri. just say with Brie, <laughs> he ends up marrying Rachel or he ends up marrying Michelle, but he has the child of Brie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what would happen? I mean, and the girls, are they allowed to be angry or not? Well, like, is it <laughs> are they allowed to be angry? I don't think they should be because they know exactly what they're stepping into. They know what happens. But like that's just gotta be oh, just messed
0: up. I mean, I mean, yes, that is worst case scenario. That would be absolutely terrifying on multiple fronts and for everyone. Um, <laughs> but and that leads to the further question. The next question is, so are they wrapping it up? Are they user protection of any sorts? I'm sure they are.
1: I
2: mean, I hope so. But I mean, we know that that's not 100%. And so.
0: we also know, and we also know, well, I think they also do, like, before they come on, they just take a bunch of tests. Like like blood tests, like, like blood tests, and then like obviously like se. I think they just do the full, like, damn near physical. You know what I mean? Of course, of so, course. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm not worried about the, the
2: infectious side of things. I'm worried about unplanned pregnancies, which you can never guarantee that, regardless of what what contraceptives you're using. Um, you know, there's always a margin of error, and that would just be ridiculous. I mean, you just gotta hey at
0: that 80, point, 80, <laughs> What would knowing, happen? Knowing what you know about Rachel though, at that point, hey, you're like, Hey, listen, hey, Rachel, I gotta go raise my kid. <laughs> you drop Rachel. <laughs> And and I mean, he doesn't love Brie, so that's tough. And he clearly chose her third. It wouldn't even like she was a runner-up, so that makes it tough. Like especially being Brie, um. But yeah, that that would be such a fuck situation. That yeah, that'd be god awful. That would be horrible for everybody. Absolutely. Damn, that's funny. Well, okay, so we we kind of just bounced around there, but we covered a lot of good stuff. Um. After Michelle, kind of circling back to the episode, um, we get Brie, who I heard, and once uh, Brie Bri went into the woods, and they had this whole outdoor adventure thing, and they both talked about how they had never um, camped before and how she hates the outdoors, I was like, okay, you're absolutely going home tonight. There, yeah, there's 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 no way you're staying when both of you are explicitly talking about doing something you hate and then you're you're you end up doing it. There there was a second there where I thought they were legitimately gonna have their fantasy suite their night in a fucking tent. And I was like, this is just disrespectful of Bree. But luckily that didn't happen. She got a she got a full room and a full bed. Um but yeah, Bree's Bree's date was something. What were your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I don't think it was the greatest date in the world. I don't think it was very interesting. But the morning after, they seemed extremely happy.
2: Oh. Brie what looked like,
0: like he had the the ones on that did the breakfast. Time. Yeah. Yeah, that was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, think I thought there was some sparks with there.
2: With that. Yeah, Brie, Brie definitely looked like she enjoyed herself.
1: He did, too. It seemed like a great time.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, they, they looked like they they could get used to doing that. The, the waking up, the making breakfast together, getting the eggs on the stove. Like that definitely seemed like something that they could be part of their their daily routine. I think that was definitely part, I think that's what the producers were trying to show us. I think the producers are trying to lead us down a different path and, and give us a glimpse of potentially, you know, Bree uh, staying and potentially winning even though obviously that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, they they definitely had like a good morning. And then as we kind of talked about earlier, her coming back to the group of girls, which also, are they just telling the girls just to sit out there and wait for them to come? You know what I mean? It's like, they can't even be in their fucking rooms during this. Like, you have to wait for the girl to come back, and just so you can see her the next morning. Like, you can't be doing anything else. The shit is crazy.
2: That would straight up be like classified as torture, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I, I gotta assume, I gotta assume that You know, they're in their rooms and, you know, they have that, hey, knock on the door, time to come downstairs type of thing, about 15 minutes before she shows up or something. Because that would just be, number one, boring, but number two, extremely psychologically traumatizing.
0: It's it's psychological warfare. I mean, would you rather have that or be waterboarded? Someone say waterboarded. I don't know. The shit was fucked. That's all I'm going to say. The shit was fucked up.
2: I think I would prefer to be waterboarded for, <laughs> for about two minutes. Rudy's waterboarded me before, actually. I, I, it's, hey, not
0: that, people, it's not that bad. People forget. I was there for that. that, was <laughs> that yeah, was, I was fucked. Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. I uh,
2: inhaled water.
0: Oh, yeah. Is, but, that, uh, is, that, is that what happened when you got waterboarded? <laughs> yeah,
2: it, was, it, was, it was pretty bad. I felt like my lungs were going to explode. But um, I would prefer that over sitting in that room. For twelve hours straight,
0: I I truly. Well, I don't know if they were sitting there for twelve hours straight, but yeah, that that interaction coming back. But if you just take it on surface level, at least from the fantasy suite perspective, I almost got the vibe that Brie had the best fantasy suite. Oh, Oh, she
2: for sure, she for sure had the best fantasy suite portion. Yes, I think
0: she had like the best time. Like once they got back to that room, like I got. She, he was like, "Hey, you trying to kick them out?" Like he was on that <laughs> bed. He was like, "Hey, you trying to get them the fuck out of here?" Like he was trying to get down. And to his credit, he should have because Bree is smoking. She's uh,
1: gorgeous.
0: She Matt is, did not waste any time. Yep. he was like, "I can't wait another second. Respectfully, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, that, so that that was Bree. Um, and then we had the last one. If we, as we talked about Rachel, who had. meltdown the whole episode who couldn't get her shit together who for the first time felt like it hit her that she was dating a man who was dating three other girls and who had been dating multiple girls for the last eight months um I guess it finally hit her once she realized that this dude was actually penetrating other girls as well Um, that's that's obviously a little bit of a difference but she she was not handling it well at all
1: Yeah, I think it also has, like, for sure, it has a lot to do with, like, seeing him sleep with other girls. But also, it's a big ego thing. Like, her self-esteem must go down so much. Like, you're literally competing to see who the best girl is at this point. Mm
0: -hmm. You know?
1: So that just must be really hard.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I could actually sympathize with Rachel in the sense that when she was, or with all the women for that matter, when you're in that room that we're talking about where the three girls go back to, and you're just sitting all day thinking, like, is what we have real? Is he doing the exact same thing or more with the other women? Am I good enough? Is he thinking about me? Does he like me? Where do I stand? Yeah, like, that's gotta be very emotionally damaging Mm -hmm. very to just constantly be living at least for a couple days right but to be constantly living and thinking about really just not having any order and not knowing what the hell is going on and how he thinks about you and that he's doing things with other women so it's i mean the other women held it you know they were strong they were they were holding it well but I, I can see why Rachel was acting the way she was,
1: mm-hmm. but the- can we all agree that Rachel's date was absolute ass all around?
2: Yeah yeah <laughs> the ceramics making come sounded on.
1: so boring and sure. just like she came in with the worst attitude mm-hmm. did not seem like a good time. and then the fact that there were no clips after the fantasy suite just make me think that it was nothing special. <laughs>
0: I mean, taking a look at Rachel that would surprise me. let's just keep it on let's keep it a buck that would not surprise me at all. yeah, her date seemed very much just like obviously as you said from the get just didn't start off well doesn't sound like it ended well other than the fact that we keep glossing over he he, he told her she lo- he loves her again and like we've seen that's the only person he said it to so at you the know end what of i think day... sorry go ahead
1: you know what i think happens though with them is that if you think about it well that whole conversation that they had during their date was pretty much her convincing him that she loves him and he clearly cra- like craves truly craves love and affection and she's making him believe that so he's probably Thinking like, damn, like she loves me, I must love her too. Like I love the feeling of being loved. You know what I mean?
0: Ooh, Gina, with the psychological analysis, right now. Okay, but no, I'm, am I wrong? No, i No, when you say it that way, no, that that makes sense. I mean, everyone loves the aspect of being loved. Like that's exactly that's, that's and that's it can brilliant. be confusing. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. that that's heavy. That's I mean, that...
1: <laughs> damn. That's no, no, hard. I
0: agree. Is, is, is it love that he has for her or is it that feeling of love? But if you put it that way, though, I think all of these girls have expressed how much they love him. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's getting that from all of them. I think if
2: anything, he just doesn't know what to tell her because she's pretty much, you know, crying to him about how horrible she feels and how she doesn't know if she likes him. Like, what are you supposed to do at that point? on on at this point in the bachelor on live television you know what i'm saying like does he say that just to affirm and comfort her or does he he, actually said
0: with the rest of them you 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 tell them what you told rachel or michelle and the other one you say uh thank you for telling me that uh thank you for expressing that with me and or and go for the makeout like that's that's what you do when you want to avoid you know the reciprocating of i love you too you know
2: that's true but but she does it in in a different manner she does it in a victim way yes and she does it in a like that'll be the only way to console her I mean she was in a horrible attitude the entire day and it was until she had that conversation and and it was until she had that affirmation from him that she started she, she got a smile on her face and started to feel better I feel like it was the only way for her to be happy you know what I mean
1: I'm telling you I feel like it's a form of manipulation on her end like yeah. she is just trying to like get in whichever way she can and mm-hmm. clearly like the other girls yeah they tell them that they love him but that's not the whole conversation they're having they're having conversation about life and like they're being more genuine i feel like
2: mm-hmm. but a rachel more, is a just more rounded conversation whereas Rachel's is linear and directly
1: like she's like i'm suffering because i love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But there are a bunch of bitches all around. And, like, I don't know where I stand. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So So it's
1: just, like, a different approach.
0: So do you think he's falling for that? Or do you think he knows that and he's just like, I got to get this girl to shut up. Like, let me tell her what she needs to hear. Or do you think he's falling for it?
1: Like, me personally, I don't think he loves any of them. I don't think he, like, this is all money, publicity, Mm -hmm. fame. Like attention, you know what I mean? Like he'll get engaged and like then what? Does that mean he actually loves them? No, like you can be doing all of these things just for attention or for whatever you want to gain from this. So Mm -hmm. I don't think that he actually loves her.
2: What I think is I mean, she's gotta be there for a reason, right? I mean, she's this far in. He chose her over Brie. He's gotta I feel like he has to have at least some sort of emotional connection with her. With that being said, I'm not I don't think it's so far fetched to think that potentially the producers of ABC are like, hey, we got these complete opposite girls, Michelle and Rachel, light side versus dark side, good versus evil. Let's keep her on. Because think about it. If if it was Michelle versus Bree, I don't think it would be as interesting. It would still be interesting and exciting, but not nearly as exciting as Michelle versus Rachel. So I think that might be a thing or maybe he does really like her. But Brian, ever since the beginning, I kind of told you that I think his relationship with Rachel is more maybe one of physical infatuation due to the fact that when he went on that date with her about that dress, remember those red bottoms, baby?
1: Mm-hmm. We,
2: we were talking about how the date seemed super fun because she was getting free, free crap, but they didn't have a single conversation of value. And I don't think I recall a single conversation of value that the two of them have had other than superficial and just lovey. I really can't recall off the top of my head, anything special. So I think it, it could be three things, either one producers want drama two, he thinks he likes her because of this manipulation that Gina's bringing up or he actually think, or, or actually he, he does like her and he's attracted to her and, and likes her, but it's, It's a complicated one, I'm not going to lie.
1: There's another point I'd like to bring up that I'm now realizing as Kevin is speaking. But so also there could be like the side that he has been through a lot, clearly, and it must be terrifying for him to open up and get deep. And that's something like that a lot of people just don't like doing and he might not necessarily enjoy that with the other girls and he likes that with Rachel he can have just fun and love and everything's perfect all the time and there's like that's just something fake but it seems really nice in the moment and it makes you think like damn this is love like he's really damaged he's been through a lot and like you really don't know what he's going through psychologically
2: yeah his relationship, his relationship with his dad clearly isn't the greatest
1: like daddy issues are a thing
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. damn I, I didn't even think about that second point that that could definitely be a piece of it as well i mean he's talking about how he hasn't he hasn't had a serious relationship in a while or he's never been able to get to that next level it's just is this relationship with rachel just continuing that is that just uh perpetuating it or is it you know the michelle is the one that's the one that's more chemistry but also more work in terms of she wanting to figure out who you are and what you mean and figuring out you know those big having those big conversa- conversations having those heavy topics um and for him is it is it too much is it too much work is it something that he doesn't want to put in he doesn't want to work towards i mean that absolutely could be an aspect yeah as well
2: that's right I mean I never thought about that Gina Gina is just a psych- psychoanalyst completely I think that yeah that's very much it could it could be him just having his self-defense mechanism just fully going you know going in full force and and having him like you said Brian um, avoid that commitment avoid that vulnerability that mm-hmm. he clearly clearly has uh issues
0: with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. damn okay we change <laughs> the <siblings laughs> city from on the pod and started bouncing back off of each other and look at what we've come up with i i i love it um this has been absolutely terrific um so that that wraps up the three dates oh i guess we can talk about the roast ceremony okay that wraps up the three dates from there we go to the roast ceremony where, in my opinion, the producers could have made it more dramatic. I think, I think the producers let one slip a little bit. So as we know, Michelle gets the first rose. Well-deserved, absolutely. Michelle should be there. I knew Michelle was going to be there. But if you fault The Bachelor at all, it leaves Rachel and Bree. <laughs> and at that point, you know Rachel's getting the rose. It would have been so much more dramatic if Rachel got the rose first, got the first rose, and then Brie and Michelle were the last two left. I think I completely been-
2: agree. I completely agree. Mm-hmm.
1: Can we just say that? That's so awkward how he had to say, okay, bye, Brie, but like, sorry I had to do this, just don't like you as much as the others. Like, that's mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. It's for her to like. I don't know. Just be sitting there and being like, yeah.
2: Hey, I'm not going to lie. She took it like an absolute champ. She was not mean. She wasn't visibly, you know, she wasn't aggressive about it. She wasn't, you know, she she took it like a complete beast. And damn, respect, honestly.
0: Hey, dead ass. Good riddance, because you know what happened as soon as she sent her home? Listen, I slid in them DMs. <laughs> Every spring, <laughs> respectfully, was good? <laughs> I said, I see the you on ones, my pocket. I said, you trying to come to the Midwest and say what's good? I mean, hey, no. Hey, the no. The real
1: question is, was there a response,
0: Brian? Hey, listen, no one's <laughs> She hey she 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 has a blue check mark. She's got she's got hundreds of thousands of followers. She's probably getting a whole bunch of DMs and she's just now getting the mind. I'm I'm giving it some time. You know, you know, I'm not rushing the process. But yeah. It's the long fun. game is the way to go. Yeah.
2: Hey, I put a hey, I played the long game with make your own pizza night girl. And look at how that worked out for me, bud. That's sarcasm
0: because it quite literally wasn't the long game. I see. That's funny. Hey, j- good joke, good joke, good joke. Um, but yeah, you know. I'm gonna follow up with my girl Bree in probably about a week, you know, here with that follow up DM and be like, "Hey, um, I I see you didn't respond here. I Just wanted to check in, make sure everything was good on your end. See see how you're doing. You know, keep it professional. Um, but yeah, I mean, her on Bachelor in Paris, she about to be a force to be reckoned with. I I think it's I think it's good for the nation. Glass half full, Bree. You're gonna bounce back. She's amazing. She's too good for Matt anyway. All
2: jokes like no jokes like she actually yeah no 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 I completely agree she she deserves just the greatest uh, the greatest that there can be um, I will say it was extremely uncomfortable for me watching uh, as soon as he walks Brie out he he comes back to the room and he just hugs Michelle for about thirty seconds and then stops and and Rachel's standing right next to her may I add. And he just turns to Rachel and hugs her for 30 seconds, pretty much telling both of his girlfriends that everything's okay and in front of them. And then, hey, till next week when I used
0: to home, but for now,
2: everything's okay.
0: Oh, yeah. And when you and when you say it like that, I feel like for some reason it's just so much worse when you just say both of his girlfriends versus you know the thirty girlfriends he had to start. When it's like down to two, you're like, oh shit! <laughs> like this man really just has two girlfriends. <laughs> just, it makes a real and deal. He had, <laughs> and he had three before he gave that rose. Yeah, it's it's just cra- I don't know. It's just crazy to see it more in an intimate setting like that, where you just see. Exactly, stand next to each other, and it's not even like a crowd or a party anymore. It's just it's, it's somehow
2: a lot more bizarre when there's two of them than yeah. when there's 30. Somehow, yeah, like swear, it I truly swear. makes no sense. It does, but matter. uh, truly comical and truly, I cannot get like I can't understand this show as I can't come to the sense that it's a normal. It. I just can't get it. I've been trying so hard, I've been reading, I went down a Reddit rabbit hole. But I cannot sympathize for anyone on this damn show, man. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, made f- I feel bad for making fun of him last week because he was crying over his, you know, relationship with his father. But in the preview of this next episode, I laughed out loud. Gina was right next to me, too. She started bursting laughing when Matt James is just whimpering into a camera like a sad English bulldog who hasn't had a f- meal in three days.
1: Yeah, Can I? Okay. Yes, I agree with you. Hilarious. Honestly, hate that guy. But honestly, I feel kind of bad for him. Do you think he has any like people to talk to?
2: Yeah, he has Chris Harrison.
1: Yeah, (laughs) like his good old buddy, Chris Harrison. Pretty sure he's not much comfort. And I don't know how long a season lasts. But I don't know. I just feel bad for this guy in that aspect other than that i feel like he's low-key garbage but it's all right
2: it's pretty funny to watch him cry on national television right Three that's
1: cameras. so horrible imagine if that like you're just having a breakdown like you've been dealing with all of this stuff for months and then you just break down and cry on national television like that's so demasculating <laughs> <laughs> like that's hey just listen really sad
0: Hey, listen, it's 2020, men can have feelings too. Or, sorry, 2021, men can have feelings too.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree, <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure it doesn't feel great for anyone to cry in public,
2: let alone on national television,
1: let yeah. alone a man that's being like painted as this big manly man <laughs> that every woman desires.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you gotta admit, devil's advocate again, some girls are eating that shit up. Oh, he's showing his vulnerable sides. Oh, he's a human just like us. Oh, he really Oh,
2: he's crying even though he cheated on his 30 girlfriends.
1: (laughs) But like, do you agree that those are not the type of girls that you want in your life? Well, I mean for fun, yeah. Oh, oh. But like a girl who actually feels bad for him like genuinely like oh like poor guy like oh you know what i mean it's just Mm -hmm. like bruh, like do you like know that this is just not real (laughs) (laughs) or like there's something missing up there (laughs) sorry hate to hate to (laughs) say these mean comments everyone's gonna attack me in the i don't even know if there's comments on podcasts i'm not a big (laughs) podcast girl (laughs) but
0: we will for reals about to get some dirty GMs. <laughs> no, I think, listen, I think the listeners are going to love the fresh perspective. Um, I think they're going to appreciate and, and agree with agree with you. I think some of us, myself included, I'm getting to that point where I've watched this show too long. And yeah, I've been watching it for too long to where I can't even take a step back and kind of take it for what it really is, which is a whole lot of bullshit. <laughs> at the end I of the agree. It's, it's it's a whole lot of bullshit. You know, we get into it every week of where we're trying to analyze what's going on on a week-to-week basis. But yeah, no, it, it, it takes as you should take a step back and just be like, let's let's really talk about what's going on here. And it really ain't a whole lot of shit. And it it ain't worth a whole lot of nothing. But yeah, so I, I I get it, Gina. No, I absolutely get it. You're you're right. You're coming from the right place. And she's right
2: in the in the sense that it must be hard for Matt James um you know chris harrison being his only and best friend
0: <laughs> yeah
2: like that guy he's he's way too formal to be a good friend
1: yeah chris and you can just tell that matt james does not give a fuck <laughs> like he doesn't care like About he's just chris there harrison or who? anything like he was talking to brie and he just completely brushed her off and was like okay like fuck off like get get into the <laughs> rose ceremony
2: <laughs> and and oh you're talking about chris harrison yeah chris harrison okay. like oh <laughs> that's right oh was, like, he was like he was oh my god she that was, was like
1: <laughs> opening up like oh i'm so nervous because of this and this and this and he's like okay <laughs> yeah, get yeah. In there.
2: he literally he had asked her if you he, if she was ready to ready for the rose ceremony to which she responds with a long-winded oh, I don't know. I'm really scared, but I'm nervous, but I love him, but I'm scared and he's he's making me nervous. <laughs> Chris just responds with, well, ready
0: or not, get go right in.
1: He doesn't give a fuck.
0: fuck you. Uh, we're, I'm running a tight shit here. I gotta keep the fucking program going. Get your ass in there. I'm gonna keep fucking shit going. Yeah, was, this is a courtesy question. I'm not asking for you to give me a fucking essay on what's going on with you. I got to keep it pushing, realistically.
2: The editors forgot to edit that out, eh?
0: Yeah, honestly. Making Chris look worse than he already is. Uh, people,
2: people forget that the man is a erotic literature author. People
0: forget. <laughs> people forget. He's got some books produced, folks. Uh, yeah. Published. P- published, not produced. You're right. Published. <laughs> he's got some fucking books published. People forget. He's, he's out there making a name for himself in other avenues as well. Yeah, it's wild. Um, but yeah, so that, there's the rose ceremony. That's the breakdown of the girls and their dates. This episode covered a lot. We, we, we saw a lot, um, but at the end of the day, we are down to two girls. I think most people once we got to the final six, saw this as the final two, um, how we got here, uh, you know, people had different paths, myself included, don't wanna talk about it. But for most people at this point, I think most people could say with confidence that it was gonna be Michelle and Rachel at this final two. So that that's not surprising. Um, and I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised with this winner, but we're watching The Bachelor. You never know, shit is stupid, um, but we'll see. Gina and Kevin, any closer remarks before we call this one a day?
2: Yeah, I just want to, I just want to surface one more time the power of how people forget Michelle was a new girl. So it's an OG versus a new girl for the title. And that's pretty wild in itself. Love that narrative.
0: Love that narrative. Yeah, that's very true.
1: Want to give our predictions? We know that you think that Rachel's Going to win. Oh, I just
0: figured everyone was on the same boat with me. Yeah, let's hear them. Yeah, let's hear the predictions.
1: What's your prediction? I, I
0: think Rachel's going to win.
1: Honestly, I, I don't know. It could go either way. <laughs> like Michelle, she's the full package. Like he, he could.
2: She's the smart choice.
1: Exactly. But <laughs> Rachel, well, he's kind of emotionally immature, clearly. And I mean, he could just do the like go with what everyone thinks is gonna happen, which is I think everyone's gonna think that Rachel will be the winner. But he could surprise us and go for Michelle. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to see next time.
2: Also in the in the preview for the next episode, Chris Harrison asks him if he can even continue wildcard. He cries and doesn't continue and leaves.
0: Oh, he's, Honestly, he's,
2: don't you think that, that'll happen.
0: You think there's a possibility,
1: Kevin?
2: I think that's less than a 1% chance, oh. but it is a possibility.
1: Yeah. <laughs> then why mention it?
2: Because I just like mentioning that he cried on national television.
0: <laughs> He's like, Let me slide that in there one more time, just in case the audience didn't hear me the first four times I mentioned it. The fifth time, that's the charm, folks. They, they heard it this time. My man cries on national television. <laughs> Got it. Got Not it. once.
1: Not twice, but multiple times.
0: Correct. Very true. All right. Well, we've got a two and one. We've got a two. We think Rachel's going to win and then a one of a don't know, which is not even a real answer. <laughs> we'll, we'll let that slide, Gina. Uh, we'll let, we'll let the, the first guess appear on the slide, I guess. that's. that's- you know what? I'm just going
1: to go with the unpopular choice and go Michelle's going to win. Probably I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but it's okay.
0: No, I like that. No, we have square picks over here. We're, we're, we're betting against a heavy favorite. Or we're betting for the heavy favorite. Um, and you're, and you're, you're betting with the value. That's, there's a lot of value in Michelle right now. And so I don't, I don't hate that pick whatsoever. But I also like winning. And that's what's going to happen. Rachel's going to win. And I'm going
1: to win. I mean, I just hope he makes the best choice. Mm-hmm.
2: So next episode, he takes both of them to his family. And then he just chooses one. Sorry, I'm new to The Bachelor.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's essentially it. We've got a we've got a three hour episode next week. I think we have a regular, I think it's a wow. well it's a two that's part. Long. I think we have a two, um, one, two... hour or motherfucker. We've got a two-hour episode, which is I think it's just the, the end of the season. And then we have the after, what do they call it? After the final rose, which will actually be the debut of Emmanuel Ocho as the host. Um, and so that's when the that's when the winner, and which is going to be crazy, but that's when the winner and the person in the bachelor and the winner come back out for the first time, basically, since that last, since the proposal. So it, it, if, it's, if it's Rachel, I don't know, it's going to be wild with everything that's gone on in real life. So I, I, I don't know. That's going to be fucking must-see TV. I don't care what anyone says. That will be must-see TV um but if it's if it's michelle though that's still gonna be great but it's gonna be i think it'll be a lot more tame and a lot less drama
1: a lot less exciting for sure yeah a lot less
0: exciting um but yeah that's that's kind of logistically what's gonna happen next week i'm fucking excited
2: man I'm, i'm not gonna
0: lie to you i'm i'm fucking excited for this episode
2: hey might have to fly out to uh watch it together eh
1: Probably <laughs> not. not. Uh, I
0: think it's kind of uh, unnecessary, but hey, I, I mean, it would be fun. Appreciate, I appreciate the invite, but uh, pr- probably not. Well, uh, <laughs> no. oh, I tried. Yeah, no, I respect that. Hey, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. Um, well, like you awesome. did with Bree. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I it's with Bree that he did was having me come out there. <laughs> Let's be honest, you feel me? <laughs> you feel me? Anyway, anyway, okay. As always, it's been a great time. Kevin, thank you for coming back. And Gina, thank you for being on for the first time. Um, much appreciated. Thank you both for your time. Um, yeah. Brian, thank you for having us on.
1: Thank you, Brian. It was awesome. a pleasure.
0: Now I'll wrap it right for our bonus episode. I hope you hope the audience enjoyed this. Um, and we'll see you guys next week.